I'm black. Blackity black to black black. <laughs> What's going on, man? You feeling black today, man? Bruh. Bruh. Steve's like, oh, I'm black, y'all, and I'm black, y'all, and I'm blacker than black, and I'm black, y'all, and I'm black, y'all, and I'm black, y'all, and I'm yes. blacker than black, and yes. I'm black, y'all. I'm feeling that way. I mean, good, man. man, I feel good. So it sounds like you had a positive experience last night. But before I talk about that, I want to talk about your music prowess out of nowhere. My music prowess? Oh, do tell. Gee, you're, okay, if anybody... Uh, obviously you guys don't know, you don't know the secrets of behind the scenes stuff. So Dan had an iPad pod, iPod that he was not using. Old, he's like, one. Hey. old kind that goes click, 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 that kind. Yes. And he was like, Hey, you want this? I was like, sure. I'm assuming he's giving me an empty iPod. As was That's I. What I'm assuming. <laughs> <laughs> You're welcome. Uh, and I open this thing. I'm sitting there. Okay. I'm at home. And for some, I don't know if I had the alarm set for my iPod dock. And I was sitting there and all of a sudden music starts playing. And I was like, yeah. And I'm just bobbing. I was like, wait a minute. And I feel my hip and my iPod's on my hip. So I was like, what the crap is playing that music? And I go in there and it's Dan's iPod that I'm charging. And I was like, wait a minute. There's, there's music on this? No, not only is there music. There are thousands upon thousands of songs on this thing and all of them are like like i'll be scrolling through i'm like what do i want to listen to and i was like dr dre to chronic i was like oh snap so i start playing that and then i keep on scrolling through and i see eminem sim shady lp i was like oh snap and i start listening to that and i'm like whatever and i go through it i see ice cubes america america kkk's most well, i was like oh snap. like the that's the whole, one man. then prince he has Prince, the the Calm album. He has Gold Experience. I mean, he has everything, the hits, B-sides. And I'm like, yo. Don't forget the Black album. Yo, how did you, okay. Tell me what was happening in this period of time with you. What do you mean? Like, did every song you heard, just you just put on your, your iPod? Oh, I see what you're saying. Well, like, I think I gave, just so you know, I, I mean, you could probably find out, but I'm pretty sure I gave you in the neighborhood of, I inadvertently gave you. By the way, I don't mind that you have it, but I'm happy that you got it. I'm glad I didn't, because I was going to sell it on Craigslist, you know? And I'm glad oh. that I didn't give that to somebody. I'd rather give to someone that cares. But uh, I think I gave you in the neighborhood of roughly 120 gigs worth of music, something Dude. like that. Dude. Dude. So I got that thing. Packed. Let's see. Dude, I've had a music collection for as long as I can remember, but that obviously it's at its you know its biggest now. Now that I've been able to digitize everything, it's a lot bigger. You have I, everything, everything. Yeah, I did for a while. I forgot to tell you that at one point in in time, I was actually thinking about being like a DJ, not a DJ like you know like <laughs> yes. not that kind of a DJ, but more of uh, just you know uh, hey. Carol and Steve got married. You know what I'm saying? One of those kind of things, like a wedding DJ or like, oh, you know, wedding? just multi-purpose DJ. Yeah, I was oh. getting ready to buy equipment and all that shit. And well, look at that. Just because I, yeah, I don't know. So I was basically a sponge. Anything anyone had, I'm like, let me take that. Let me take that. Let me take that. And I just kept throwing it into my computer. So I have shit in there that like I'll never listen to. I ever. mean, I definitely have the, uh, the Coheed and Cambria collection. There's everything from like country music to jazz. I don't even listen to country music. Jazz, hip hop, R&B, rock, metal, freaking yes. Q 
Cuban music. I mean, you name it, dude. It's all in there. You have Ready for the World's album. I do have Ready for the World's <laughs> album. <laughs> dude, I'm telling you, there is some shit in there. I even had some stuff I remember buying for my daughter when she was little. So if you look closely, you might even stumble upon some like Hannah Montana soundtrack. Or something oh, that's like that. funny. Yeah, that's- there's all kinds of stuff in there. You have two, you have, okay, you have Terrence Trent Darby, which is expected. And I was like, okay, he has Wishing Well. And then I was like, the other one is called Delicate. And I was like, I've yes, never sir. heard this song before. You never heard Delicate? Never. It's a jam. I didn't know. I did not know. I was it's like, made, oh. It makes you want to like take your shirt off when you're listening dude, to it, huh? Dude, I was <laughs> like, but he's bad. I mean, Terrence Trent Darby is the dude. Now, I haven't checked for Millie Vanilli. I think I might check for that. I don't think there's any Millie Vanilli on there. I think that was done on principle. Like, I think I may have come across some Millie Vanilli, and I was like, nah, I'll just delete it. It seems like you would have that. Just for the novelty, huh? Yes, like you would just have that, especially as a wedding DJ, for you to put that on. Ba, 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 See, I never ba, really baby. truly got to that. <laughs> <laughs> I never truly got to that spot, though, you know what I mean? So I never, I never really got to Millie Vanilli putting that on there just because, you know, I never became a DJ. But I also, like, kept continuing to build my stuff, and so... Yeah. I guess that just never made it onto the list so far. Like, Would you like me to put some on there and give that to you as well? Oh, for sure, for sure, for sure. <laughs> now, I'll tell you what, dude. What, I'm too good to you, dude. Everybody, you really are. Everybody, I know they remember, but I don't think they remember how much of a murderer Eminem was. Back like, in the day? When back he first the d- came he, on the scene? Bruh. Game that changer. dude was a, that's why, look, Rakim was like, look, man. He said, Rakim was like, his for the God MC to say, no, 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 no. This guy is one of the best that ever walked. For him to say that about Eminem, I'm like, well, when Rakim says it, why are we arguing? When everybody's like, well, my opinion, I'm like, I don't care. Rakim said it's different. When Rakim has an opinion on hip hop, that's the, that's the, pretty much the solid ground. It's over. Speaking of Rakim, you have a bunch of his stuff too. And I let Maj hear it. Oh, I'm aware. Bruh, rock him, man. If you listen to it today, there is there anything today that's rapping as good as Don't Sweat the Technique? Like no, he's, who's he's rapping that beast. good? <laughs> he's his own beast, man. He made his he you know he like he carved his notch and everything, and Bruh, he's not going anywhere. He is. I told Maj, I was like, he's forever preserved. Why, that's why they call him the God MC because he did that in '89. Don't sweat the tech. Like he was rapping. Or in 98, 89, he was like rapping. He went from, he went from that and then Big <laughs> and then Big Daddy Kane and him kind of changed and saying, hey, why don't we like actually rap? And Slick Rick too, Slick Rick. Slick Rick changed into this really smooth, uh, you they know, They started throwing play. more poetry in yes, as opposed exactly. to just rhyming. Exactly. He like, like Slick Rick may had a story. He had a whole bedtime story. You're like, wow. That was like a whole story that meant really nothing, but it was still an actual beginning and end. You're like, oh, wow. I'm you glad know? that you found that Ice Cube's America's Most Wanted, though. That is Gee. one of my all-time favorites, man. Gee. You like Predator better, though, huh? Love Predator. Predator, because uh, and I think also it's just like... Um, Predator Here comes had those, the Predator. Yes, and he had those radio hits like, uh, you know, today was a good day. Um, Chickadee, check yourself before you wreck you. Like, he had those little ones where you're like, ugh. Yeah, DOS effects on there. Yes, and so I'm just like, you know, and but yeah, it's official. Rap has went downhill since then. Now, kids, I mean, but even Maj was saying, 
you know, he's a seven, I, you know, he's 17 and he was like, you know what? Uh, mu- yeah, the rap is better then than it is now. It's a different, it's not really rap now. It's not what they're doing now isn't like rapping, you know, back then it was rapping, you know, but doesn't he listen to like that trap stuff? No, he listens to, um, who does he, he has like every so often he'll hit me to like a, an art. He was like, Hey dad let, me, dad, let me hear you this. The only thing that he's recently like, he, he'll, he'll put me onto like an R and B person. It's really dope. He's the one that hit me to Kendrick Lamar. And I was he like, uh, Oh yeah. But man, when I heard to pimp a butterfly, that was a, a, an album, mind you from these days, and I took off my headset after the movie, after the song was over or the album was over, and I just sat there. You have to listen to it from the beginning to the end because in between you hear him doing this poem, and then in, in, in between each song and it goes further and further. Turns out at the end he's talking to someone, and when you hear who he's talking to, you're gonna be like, "Oh my god." No, I'll be real with you. I actually have no like no Kendrick Lamar knowledge whatsoever. Oh, you'll I've heard the you, name over oh. the last couple of years, and that's really about it. I just never really got into it. I think today's the day. You just but you make sure you have time to listen from beginning to Pimp a Butterfly to the end. Make sure you have that time because you're going to love to Pimp a Butterfly. You're is it a gonna, full album, or is that it's just a, a full song? album? A full. Oh, album. okay. And it's so different from anything we're hearing. He is rapping his tail off. Like, there are going to be things where you're like, did you hear what he just said? Or rewind it and be like, did he just say what I think he just said? It's really good. So I got to go into study mode is what you're saying. Oh, yeah. You got to be in the in the, in the zone. But I'm, I'm literally going into stuff where, uh, like, I checked for chili peppers. You had them. I was like, oh, let me go ahead. Because I hadn't heard Aeroplane in years. <laughs> and I was like, yep, still holds up. Aeroplane is still a crazy dope song. And I haven't checked for Aerosmith yet, but I'm in the Aerosmith mood. So I'm going to see if you got some Aerosmith in there. I think I have Pump, if I'm not mistaken, which in my opinion is probably their best album. What's, what, what, what songs do Pump have on it? Does Pump have on it? Oh, you're trying to quiz me right now, huh? Oh, no, well, I just I'll, don't I will know. tell you this. I will tell you this, man. I'm not the biggest Aerosmith fan. So I couldn't tell you every song. Really? Album, but I remember liking it a lot. Did you like Living on the Edge? Eh. Oh, so not really. Like all of that, that, that new onset of Aerosmith that was out, like they were okay with like, uh, what was that album called? Permanent Vacation. That was a good album. That was the one that kind of brought them back from the dead. Oh, but then they started getting into all them, those, you know, like when, uh, all those big action movies started coming out and they were doing ballads for every, I couldn't do it. I yeah. tapped out. Oh yeah. I didn't, those I didn't, but I did like, like loving an elevator. I loved it. I loved it. You want to know it. something? Uh-huh. I went to Aerosmith. To see Lenny Kravitz. <laughs> Lenny Kravitz was Are opening. Are you freaking kidding me? And I paid to see Aerosmith, and I watched Lenny Kravitz, and as of, co- of course, he, I think, I, someone's probably like, you're crazy, but he blew them off stage. They started playing, and it was nothing but their new shit, and I just couldn't get into it, man. Oh, I just, no. I couldn't do it. I sat there, I'm like, I'm going to wait until Dream On comes on. I'm going to at least see Dream On, see the piano come down, and have him play this song. And then after that, me and my buddy left. We left the show. Dream on when I heard the original, it doesn't even sound like it. It sounds like someone else is singing that song. Yeah, his voice has like, changed a lot over the years. It's been, cr- I mean, Steven Tyler, a, in case you guys don't know who we're talking about. Yes. And, but I loved, like, you didn't like Dude Looks Like a Lady, huh? It was okay. It oh, was just really like, it was just like radio that. pop music back then to me, man. I, I don't know. I was very selective in what I listened to. And that was all over radio and MTV and everything. But I think it was just, it was so much 
all over the radio and MTV that it was one of those things that just gets beaten into your head. So you learn the song, you know it by heart, but you may not even really care for it that much. You know what? I feel that. But I think with, with rock, where you dip off is where I came in. Like with uh, uh, Metallica, I came on where you dipped off. Like they're like, they kind of got on the radio and I was like, oh, this song is pretty dope. And you were like, oh, no, their older stuff is pretty dope. As far as like rock happened. Yeah. When rock happened, that's where I was like, oh, I could listen to that song. I could listen to Aerosmith that song. But um, other than um, Walk This Way, because I considered it a Run DMC song. I didn't even know it was them. But for just them, I came on during um, Dude Looks Like a Lady. Uh, um, what is it? What is the one about the gun? Janie's got, got a gun. gun. I like yeah, that you know song. What? Yeah. That's, that's on the Pump album. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. I yeah. like that song. Janie's now I'm kind of curious. That was a good song, man be boring people with with uh, what's on Aerosmith albums here but now I'm a little bit curious do we even remember, have Aerosmith anymore Let me remember I'm looking on my looking on my iTunes pink the song pink yes I used yes, to love sir. that song man but it also had Tracy Bingham in it which I really liked here we go so oh yeah okay so the songs that you I don't know if you know any of these man so Janie's got a guns on it I liked it uh, Young Lust is on nope, there never heard of it F I N E, nope. That's a that's a jam right there. And then uh, love in an elevator. Yeah. So yeah, 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 yeah. So all right, I'm all right with that one. But it's a good album, man. I like that. But that really, al- that song is so freaking, especially the harmony at the end with just three of them singing it. What you talk about? <laughs> I would say permanent vacation and and uh, pump are probably my favorite Aerosmith albums. But again, not a huge Aerosmith fan, so. I don't really like know what that Cal counts for anybody. You know what I mean? It, it 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 could be like their shittiest albums to a to a big fan of Aerosmith, but I don't know. What was the cow utter one? That was Pump. Get That's it? That's Pump. Oh, I like. Okay, I'm gonna love that album. Pumping the teats, man. I see that now. It's making. I see what they did there. Mm-hmm. I see what they freaking did there. That's see. I'm gonna get on, and then I know I'm gonna be able to hear some Metallica on your collection. I haven't even looked for Metallica. I'm still trying to figure out how I left that all on there. You know what I think happened? I didn't have, you know how they, they changed the charger from like, it was like the nine pin or whatever to the lightning yes. cable. Yes. I didn't, I didn't have a nine pin cable or 12 pin, whatever it was. So I think I was planning on buying one and then just deleting everything and then selling it on Craigslist. But Dude. besides you, I've literally not heard anyone express interest for an older iPod like that. So and you is, rock the shit out of the one that you have. So I figured you hey, already man, you're know. the best person to have it. This is my, this is the one I listen to for music now. This is like the, because I've heard all of mine and now I'm going over there and I'm like, oh snap, I didn't, I didn't know about this. Like I said, I'm going to get into the metallic. Hopefully you still do have the one with, um, Inter Sandman probably. Yeah, you're, you're covered, okay, bro. Don't good. worry about it. Cause I know you didn't like that album. No, it's okay. It's all right. <laughs> it's all right. Do you know what I mean? Do you not you know like that it got popular? Is that what your thing is? Know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> is that what it is? Is it like the thing where everyone just, got to love your group? So you kind of got like, I don't like that album. Are we going to bash? Okay, I'll tell you what. I'll tell you why I don't like that album. Okay, okay, please. I can't wait. I don't understand how you didn't. I don't get Without it. Without getting too into the weeds of Metallica, that is the album where there's a producer by the name of Bob Rock that took mm-hmm. over. Okay. And Bob Rock, I'm pretty sure, was a guy that did like Shania Twain. I could be. No, no, I'm sorry. That's Mutt Lang. Bob Rock's a hell of a name, man. 
<laughs> that is a you are you have to do something in music business. So yeah, that was produced. That was the first album that was produced by Bob Rock, and I feel like it was the first nail in their coffin. They're getting better. They've gotten better over the, over like it took them. They, they basically shut down for a good 15, 20 years to me. And I thought they were complete shit for a long time. I really did. Uh, I mean, granted, they're touring the world, making lots of money and have thousands of people cheering for them every night. And I'm Dan that sits at his desk in his bedroom and records podcasts. But still, I thought that they fell off. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But some of the people that he produced were like um, there was a band called Kingdom Come, which I always thought was kind of like a uh, like a Led Zeppelin knockoff. There was have you ever heard of the cult. One of their yes, one of my favorite albums is called Sonic Temple by the Cold. Yes. He produced that, so I'm oh, giving him go. credit. Yeah, like they were, but they were more commercial stuff. Uh, Motley Crue self-titled album, Skid Row, but then he started doing. These are the ones that he's responsible for. So these aren't the ones right here. You got the first ones were uh, Kill 'Em All, Ride the Lightning, Master of Puppets, and then Injustice for All. After that, and I believe it was in 1991. Was it 1991? Pretty sure it was 19. Yeah, it was. They did the Black album. And this is where he decided to tell James Hetfield to like change his voice and actually sing as opposed to growl. So it changed his vocals. And he's, I don't know, I don't know if he's responsible and I don't know if you know what I'm talking about, but anyone that listens to Metallica regularly knows, I think he's responsible for James Hetfield's yeah and all of his, I like that. Yeah. Yeah. I can't stand it. Can't stand it, brother. Mm -mm. Nope. He still does it in concert. Like when he does stuff, he'll do that. That's like that's his why I don't thing. go. Oh wow! <laughs> really? I just they're just. I, don't I know, thought man. that was his signature. Like he'll have the crowd say it after him. Oh, I thought that was his thing. All of the, like he does this thing where it'll like go bam, like the bass drums going. Yeah. He's like hey 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 hey. All that shit came from that era, and I can't stand it. So really, that's just me. That's interesting. Uh, no, because the thing is, it's not. It's for me. It's either way. But I thought that was a him signature thing that he's always done. Because I would have known if someone would have. Who am I imitating? And you did that. I'm like, oh, that's James Hetfield because that's his thing. That's what he does. I didn't know he just started that during that album. I really don't know if he did. Honestly, that's like the oh. that's the least of his crimes. But everything else, I like I his just, voice for a rocker. I don't know, man. And then they and then they went into they did the this album called Load. And then they did Reload a year later. And they just changed their... And they have every right to. Let me just put that out there. They have every right to do whatever the hell you want. You know what I mean? Who who are we to tell a band that makes this music what they should be doing, right? Yes, There's always fans. those fans. Yes. But it is what it is. And it just, it just changed their sound. They went to like a more of a bluesy sound. Uh, they stretched their they they stretched their wings basically, man, and they made commercial music. You know, they made music that was a lot more radio friendly, and it worked for them. I mean, obviously they're still around and everything, but I just think that they and I know that I'm not the only one to say this. They lost a huge chunk of fans when they switched over like that, and that maybe that's just on us. Now, do you think they lost? They gained more than they lost, though. Sure, absolutely. I mean, the radio is where people hear the music, right? So they, they went to the radio audience. They went to like the terrestrial radio audience, the rock radio. Yeah, because when I see them like, uh, I mean, early, I didn't even search before Inner Sandman. I just knew that during Inner Sandman period, they were like the biggest thing. They were a monsters, man. I think I saw them probably like five or six times during that era, though. So it's not to say that I just like completely washed them out of my memory you know what i mean and yeah. and wrote them off i still saw them i still put on great shows I and just people really love that song yeah i feel you i feel you there were a um, few songs here and there that i liked like um memory remains and 
I'm going to say a bunch of songs you don't know right now. I just realized, but there's a few songs off each of those albums that I liked, but I just wasn't feeling their whole, their albums on the whole. You know what I mean? I just, I have my three that I like, my four that I like, and that's, that's generally it for me. I got a question for you. What's up? Some kind of monster. When they did that documentary, did they think that album was going to be a killer? That is actually their worst album. And I think it's pretty much across the board. I think anyone would say that that was their worst album. I, not to bring up the old shit, Steve, but you know how <laughs> you know how you know how when we're trying to do a show and it's just not popping and yes. things get a little weird. Yes, that's that album. So they knew during the documentary that this is going to be a bad, or did they think we're going to do a documentary about the recording of our greatest album? Well, from what I understand, I think that no, 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 no. I think that that's just all the timing. I think they got oh. the the documentary film crew there because of all the trouble they were having. They just lost oh. their bass player, Jason Newstead. So they were recording as a trio with Bob Rock playing bass. Oof. And then James Hatfield decided that he was going to go into, um, go into rehab for drug and alcohol problems. The band was falling apart and they just weren't connecting. And I think that's what the whole movie was about. You know what I mean? But, but no, this, this sometimes things just shouldn't be put out. And I bet you anything somewhere in the back of their minds. Of course, they made a lot of money off that album still. With the name Metallica on it, you're going to make money. Much like Star Wars or oh, yeah. slap. You know what I mean? You just slap yeah, the title on it. Sure. It's guaranteed to make money, but will it hold out? Will it will it stay true and hold out through time? I don't think that album carries at all. I think that it pretty much failed right from the get-go. And you don't like that album. Like you, If, I, if you didn't know the documentary and you're like, oh, let me li- listen to the newest Metallica album, you would say, I don't like this album. It was horrible. It was horribly produced. For some reason, Lars Ulrich wanted to have his drums sound like, and people know what I'm talking about when I say this, wanted, they sounded like he was hitting garbage cans. His snare sounded like he was hitting a garbage can. And they did that intentionally. And I feel like that's partially Bob Rock's fault. I think he sent them down a path, man, and they just they just completely fucked themselves on that album, which is why on the next album, he wasn't there anymore. At least that's oh, what I think. Who that's what it? I think. I shouldn't say that. I shouldn't speak for Metallica. I mean, I would imagine that that I would guess that it had something to do with that. Like, you know what? Cool. We've had a nice relationship. Time to go a different way. And and who produced their recent albums? I'm trying to think. Did he did? Hold on. Did he produce Sam Anger? Yeah, he did. He produced that one. Uh, who did that one? I think that Rick Rubin did one. If I'm oh, not mistaken. Well, that's going to be a solid. That's that was Death Magnetic. Thing. That was like the one that came out years after Sam Anger. Pretty and then good. I don't know who did their last one. Was the Rick From what Rick, I understand, Rick Rubin's a little hard to work with. Um, you know what? I've never he's so zen that I don't know. He doesn't seem like he could be hard to like when you see the the um the documentary of him producing 99 problems, he seems so chill and letting Jay just do what he wants. That's his lane. More like hip hop and and you know what I That's mean? What like I'm he thinking. was producing Run DMC and the Beastie Boys back then and you know D- didn't he um did he produce chili peppers at all? I'm not entirely sure. Neither am I, but something in my brain says he did. I might be wrong. It's possible. But I'm definitely um like for me I'm I'm expanding my musical uh you know horizon so that I could actually bring in other po- you know. I mean, after the Foo Fighters thing, I'm like, how many more Foo Fighters are there that I'm not hearing? Like how many music musicians am I not listening to because I have an idea of them in my head that I'm missing out on? So, I'm going to check out other music as much as possible on this iPod you got. Like I saw Anthrax, I was going A to B. I was like, I've never heard, I've never heard Anthrax. Like, you're going to know, you're going to learn shot. a lot about me. You're going to learn about the phases of my life listening to that shit. It can't be bad. I guarantee you that. I know for a fact it won't be bad music. If it's not in my lane, fine, but it won't be bad music. 
I don't. I guarantee you that. We'll see. I'll be like, oh, I mean, it's not my thing, but whatever. I mean, like for me, I bet you I can listen to Metallica's older music and be like, I see how this is good music. It's not in my lane, but I see how this is good for some reason. Um, I liked older stuff or newer stuff from them, but maybe I like older stuff. I haven't listened to it, but their newer stuff really was just like, you know what? I think it was also the guitar riff and the idea behind uh, Inner Sandman. I'm like, oh, how did they come up with this idea of that spooky thing in your bed? Like all every kid has that nightmare. That's some scary crap, dude. Don't get me wrong, man. It's a good song. That's a it's dang good, good song. song man. And I liked That's, it when it came out. I still like it. It's just not my favorite like chunk of Metallica. It's that, not my favorite phase. That that freaking guitar riff. He can start it and play it anywhere in the country, dude. That's hard to do. That's some Beatles stuff. You know how Beatles had guitar riffs? Like if he goes, um, boom, ba da 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 you know what song that is. And so you're like, oh, I, you know, they made these guitar riffs where you're like, I know that song before they start. Same with Metallica with that guitar riff. You know that song before it starts. Oh, it's timeless, man. And I, I would guarantee, I, I would bet to say that that's like one of the most played riffs ever. Oh, we should these totally days. do a show on most popular guitar riffs. Because there up. are a lot. Though there's a you lot. You challenging dude. me, man? I'm challenging. I'm, here's what I'm saying. If you bring a top 10, our top 10 are going to overlap incredibly. Because there's only so many that that are there, dude. There's not many where I'll be like, oh, I forgot that one. Now, I think the fam- most famous guitarists are going to overlap. And a you lot of them are going to be- You just listen to that little iPod I gave you. That, that little I'm totally, G. I'm totally. Talk. I'm surprised you have the White Album, actually. Why the Beatles that? White Album. I don't know. I just I didn't love think the that Beatles, was up man. Here. Do you oh, love speaking of speaking of the white album, but not really speaking of the white album? What did you think of you heard the gray album, right? Yes, with Danger Mouse. Yeah, have you heard that before? I did hear that before before oh, it got okay. taken off. Yeah, um, I loved it, and I used to listen to it online, and I didn't think about putting it on something because. But then when they took it off, because technically, you know, copyright infringement and things of the sort, and they took it down, I was like, oh, I should have. <laughs> but you know what's funny? That album. When they took it off, they took it off the internet. It like really they, dropped off. How? It used to, you would think it would exist somewhere. They did the Prince thing where when he was alive, it was nowhere. No Prince albums. They I know. What kind of money off. are they paying to put these walls up where no one Gee. can get to? Gee, I mean, usually you look hard enough, you can find these things. And that's not to say that you couldn't with those other albums that we're talking about. But you're right. It was pretty much... It was like you had to go to the dark, yeah, dark web, but the deepest corners of the web to find that stuff. And it, it was so deep a corner of the web that you were afraid to download anything. You're like, should I even be downloading from this site? But that day, it was nasty. The fact that he put, you know, uh, those two albums together, the black album and and uh, the white album, it's pretty genius, dude. And they meshed perfectly too. Perfectly. Now, do you think that meshed as good as Lincoln Park with Jay? Uh, I would have to say I like that album better. I like the Grey album better. But Linkin Park's album with Jay's good. I like it. That's a really, like when I heard, I, I, okay, that was ahead of the time. Like, not, don't get me wrong, Run DMC did it with, with, with uh, uh, you know, Aerosmith. But who was doing that at the time? Who was I mixing? I think Run DMC was like the first ones to really, they were the first ones to mix 
rock and rap like that that I can and think of. Exactly. And then Public oh, Enemy and, followed closely afterwards, though. They did. And the, but then also um LL kind of did it with Rock the Bells. Beastie Boys licensed to Ill. Yeah, their their rock, opening track uh, yeah. was, was the riff on the behind. It was Sweet Leaf by Black Sabbath was the opening track to that one. I would have to uh, say Rhyming probably, and Stealing. LA, I mean, LL has to be the first one with Rock the Bells. Because LL Cool J is hard as bah. I think ash, that was ash, it. Ash. Yeah, I think boom, 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 boom. That was a bad song. <laughs> that was a, Rock the Bells was that one, though. Was that Rick Rubin? I want to say it was. It had to be because it was Def Jam. Yeah, that's right. He was kind of exclusive back then, huh? Yeah. He, I mean, Def Jam was a beast going all through that time. They were the beast, man. But I think um, I loved uh, Encore. Jay-Z Encore with uh, um, Lincoln Park. Lincoln Park was so good. It was so, and it was very different than how Encore, now don't get me wrong, I still love Encore the way it is. Because, I mean, here's the thing. Here's what Jay-Z has that people don't understand. The opener. Like, when he opens, who you know fresh in her home? Riddle me that. The rest of y'all know, like, that question right off the jump. Who y'all, come on, what are you talking about? Who you know fresh in her home? That's a great opening line. So right off the bat, he gets you. Right off the bat. And, mo, and what, out, what song doesn't he have a great first line? His lyrics Ale- are so sick. Allow me to reintroduce myself. My, My name, name is, is Hove. Hove. H to the O-V. I used to push snowflakes by the O-Z. Come on, G. <laughs> <laughs> I really like that version on the Grey album when he does that. I, th- I don't know. There's Do something you? about the way that that's mixed that sounds so good. That Chuck is. <laughs> and people hate didn't like the Black album, mind you. They didn't like that album. I did. I liked it. I think they don't like it because of how gr- that's when you know you have a great library of of songs is when the okay really cool album sucks to you because all of them are so great. Okay, yeah. check this out. Check Go this for out. It. So I kind of dropped off of Metallica when they released the Black album, right? Oh, interesting. And then people dropped off of Jay Z when he released his Black album. Interesting. So maybe it has something to do with like the Black album. Maybe that's that's their point where. Maybe the black albums where they go more commercial, I, or maybe the black that might be it, or maybe the black album is when they try something new and either it works or it doesn't. Look at the Beatles, the White Album, technically called the Beatles, but they tried something brand new and it worked for them. Metallica tried something brand new and it worked for them. Jay Z tried something brand new, it didn't work. Then now you hear all the hits that were actually there. He can't go a he can't go a, a um concert without doing a. Um, PSA public service announcement he cannot not do that song and that's from the Black Album it took a while for it to grow on people because it was just ahead of the curve what do you think went down with do you know maybe I'm going to use your your um, your Prince knowledge right now yeah so what happened with his Black Album why did that one just disappear do you know I mean, that I, I do it, not know but I yeah, don't really know I why do I, know. I don't know why it's gone or why I don't it was know never produced I think what happened was now I may be wrong, and my li- our listeners can te- technically tell us. I think he was pushing out these albums to uh, satisfy the requirement for his Warner Brothers. Uh, oh yes, that's right. Yeah, I think I remember he was hearing trying something to just, about that. He was just pushing them, pushing, 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 pushing them out just to say, "Okay, I'm done." Now I get off of Warner Brothers. He was able to do Emancipation. So I wonder if this album. album was one that was supposed to be with Warner. Was it Warner Brothers? Is that what you said? Warner Brothers, yeah. And maybe they just didn't like it. They Maybe definitely just, didn't it, like it. They shelled, it was too like, 
too much. He purposely too non-commercial. Of course, yeah, totally. They they didn't they didn't want to release it. But he got. But now you know why because it's so dope. Woo! Now let me tell you something though. I love Prince now. Don't get me wrong. I love his stuff throughout his career. But when I listened to Erotic City, I was like, he was on another freaking level. I don't even understand how he made that song in the eight. How? How? That doesn't even sound like an 80s song. It sounds like a now song that's trying to be retro. But it's so pushy. How did he make that song in the 80s? But that that whole riff, though. Boom, doom, doom. Come on. Doom, doom, doom. Come on. That's the shit. That song is... <laughs> no! Another song that you could play anywhere and they'll know who it is. Now, do you think, though? I don't know. Because that sounds so. very not Prince. The way he's singing, like when he's singing low in the beginning, that doesn't oh, sound... Uh, 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 yes, who does that? That doesn't sound like Prince. Some people be like, that's a Prince song? Now, are, you well, know... he coupled it. He coupled it with like that that kind of squeaky young yes, Prince. Yes, So good. Now, are like parents' age, they'll be like, oh, we know exactly what song this is. They're going to know off the jump. But I think the people that are Prince fans will be like, what song is this? I mean, he had background vocals by Sheila E. Come on. And Sheila E contended that she said funk on on the record. No, she didn't. Until, Come on now. And then they found his handwritten um, lyrics and they're like, oh, no, you did not. <laughs> no, you did not. We didn't. can funk until the dawn. <laughs> Come on. Making love till Cherry's gone. Come on. Come on. That's funk? the cherry that gives so it the old college try right there. So it's funk so pretty you and me? Come on. <laughs> Come on. And then you think Prince will let her see, sing something different? No, Prince is going to be like, no, 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 no. You sing these lyrics as written. Or he could just get someone to do it. And he, she was so head over heels for him, He, she, she did it. Or maybe she just liked the song so much she did it. Remember, I got you this job, Sheila. <laughs> just know. sing the song. <laughs> but, bro. That was the worst you, Prince imitation ever. That wasn't bad. You know who does the greatest Prince imitation? Who's that? Fred Armisen. Fred Armisen? On SNL. Have you have you seen his Prince imitation? No, I haven't. I've he seen does, him dressed up like Prince, but I just, you know what? I just, it hasn't stood, it doesn't like, it doesn't trip any memory with me. The, yeah, the, his little smile to the side when he's not saying anything and the girl's doing that Beyonce, I was like, oh my God, that's exactly what Prince looks like. It was weird. It was just downright strange. But, uh, um, oh. I was watching a, a Netflix stand-up comedy thing of him. Fred Armisen I was, was wondering like stand-up for drummers. For drummers. Like and I was like, Dan seems like he would really like this. Jumped Did right like on it? it. Jumped right the fuck off of it. No, no, man. I don't get Fred Armisen at all. I don't get his humor. I don't. So you're Obviously, not a, people yeah. do. The guy's famous, but I don't get his humor at all. I was just watching it. Okay. I was sitting there talking with my kid. We were watching it together, trying to laugh. <laughs> And we mentioned, we basically just looked at each other and we're like, this is not funny at all, is it? No, I was trying to tell you the same thing. I was thinking the same thing. It was horrible. Damn. I don't recommend that one. Word? Yep. But that's Word? for another show. That's for another show. Hold up, though, real quick. So you're not, okay, yeah, that's for another show, I guess. Okay. Okay. But before we, hold on, I wanted to, speaking of shows, we watched a show this weekend. And before said show, there were previews. Previews of which nothing really stuck out to many people because uh, you said you didn't remember a few. The companion I went to said, oh, I forgot 
all the previews except two. And one of them she remembered because she did not like it. And that one was Solo. Mind you, she's a Star Wars fanatic. So I thought, oh, this is going to tickle her fancy like crazy. Mm-hmm. She was, like, I even looked at her when they showed, um, who's homeboy? I'm not a Star Wars, I forgot his name. Uh, Brother Man? Oh, uh, wait, wait, are you talking about Lando? Yeah, oh, Lando. So I look, when they showed Lando, I looked at her and no, no reaction. Don't look like, I was trying to think of his damn name yeah, for a second. It, I was like, it escaped my memory. It's like, you know who that is? She's like, yeah. And after it was over, I said, hey, so what's up with the Star Wars? And she's like, I don't, like, why are they doing, I don't even understand, what, why are they doing this? Like, he doesn't even look like him. There's nothing that makes me, she's like, I'll see it because it's a Star Wars thing, but I am not excited about that movie. I said, Dan said the same thing. Like, what's going sounds, on with Sounds like Wars? verbatim, man. Yeah. What is up? I don't know. I they think did everything comes, right. Like I said last week, I think it all comes down to Alden Ehrenreicher. I think his name, Alden Ehrenreich, I think is how you say his name. It all comes down to him. And from what I've seen so far, it's him saying lines as Han Solo in a Han Solo movie. But it doesn't sound anything like Han Solo. I told, I saw the same preview yesterday. And um, I was talking to my son about it. And he was like, yeah, no, that's, but it's a young Han Solo. I said, I get it. I get it. He's like, and it took him a long time. <laughs> yeah. He said, but it took him a long time to get that cockiness and that confidence. You know, this years have gone by because it's it, the movie itself has like a six year span. And I said, okay, I'll give you that. But still, I'm not buying it so far. So maybe, maybe it'll be good. I have no clue. I'm going to see it. It's going to make a ton of money. Probably not as much as the, as the saga ones, but it's going to make a ton of money, dude. They're not going to care. Disney's going to be like, thank you. Cha-ching. It's, dude, isn't it Ron Howard? It is Ron Howard. Richard yeah, Cunningham. It's over. I'm telling you right now, it's going to be a great movie. He doesn't make bad movies. He doesn't know how to. He could accidentally make good movies. That's what I'm he does. Have to, you know, I would have to look on IMDb and, and tell you if I agree with you, if he doesn't make bad movies. Oh, I th- I actually think that's a good, that's a, actually a really good pick, pick up though. He doesn't make, no, I'm standing by my statement. I don't think he makes bad movies like you would look you might find one that you're like you know what i didn't dig that movie but i'll say is it a bad movie you're gonna be like nah well sure because there's there's personal taste involved yeah but i'm saying there's some objectively bad the room is a bad movie yes (laughs) that's an understatement so there's i don't think he's not not saying made a room but like there's certain other movies that you're like no that is a bad we all generally say that's a bad movie but i don't think he's made a bad movie as far as directing goes, let's see. Yes. Oh, he's got a whole bunch. You know what? I never cared, but people liked him. I never cared for any of the Da Vinci Code movies, but they weren't bad movies. Oh, you know what? I never watched them. I didn't care for him. I didn't know he did Willow. You know, he I directed didn't, Willow. I didn't know he directed Willow. I didn't know that. <laughs> I used I'm looking to love right here. Willow. Far and Away was not a popular. I like that movie. Isn't that the you one would. with? Uh, no, I'm just uh, kidding. <laughs> oh, that was Tom Cruise and Nicole Kidman. Yeah, Nicole Kidman. He made a great movie in 1982 called Night Shift. Remember that Never one? saw it. Never saw that movie. That was with Henry Winkler and Michael Keaton. And I they were never like, saw that movie. I think they were running like a call girl business or something like that. He made oh. Cocoon. Come on. Come on, man. Yeah, Cocoon's great. Splash, another good one. Parenthood, Dude. another good one. So yes, Bruh, he's made a lot of Come on, man. He's not going to mess up on Solo. Yeah, I'm not really seeing much that would make me just hate the guy. He's Besides that, he's, he's Richard Cunningham. He's Opie Come Cunningham. On. <laughs> Come on. As Eddie Murphy used to call him. Little Opie Cunningham. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't I don't think uh I don't think um 
Like, here's the one thing I, I worry about. I know that the directors before him, how much did they actually do before he came on is the question. Well, they brought, that's true. That's true. But I think that he was able to go in there with like free reign. And I know they did a lot of reshoots, which is always to some people, the death nail. And it worked. Apparently. We'll see. I, I'll we'll see. And, we'll uh, see. okay. We shall, Dan is on record saying, we'll see. That is a yeah. definitive stake in the same. Yeah, my, my verdict's still out. <laughs> I'm not sure what's going to happen with this one. I think I'll like it, and I'll probably see it at least twice. But doesn't mean that I... And the first time is going to be, did I like it? Like I always do. If I see a movie twice, which is what we'll be talking about shortly here, I'm like, did I like that movie? Uh, I'm going to check it out again, and I'll probably go right back in and watch it. That's real. And so, okay, that's up in the air for Dan. Now, what about the um, Ant-Man and Wasp trailer? How'd you like that? I think that movie looks dope. It looks fun. It looks fun. That's what it I looks said. more I said. fun than the last one. The, oh, the other one that was another I, movie where I was going in like, hmm. And again, rewrites, yeah. director change. And I was thinking, well, let's check it out and see. And I ended up liking it more than I think. You know what it was, Steve? Is that I went in with low expectations. Same with me. And I ended up liking it. Yep, that's what I did. And I, you know what? I'll tell you this one. The poster is genius. I didn't think there was anything on the poster. On the solo post? Oh, you mean the Ant-Man and Wasp? Yeah, I did not see anything until you get up close and they're really small in the middle. I was like, oh, that's genius. It looked like an empty poster. <laughs> it just said Ant-Man and Wasp. I'm like, that's all they're going to put? And then you see these tiny little things in the middle. Marvel's now become like that with, you know, with Disney involvement and just the way these movies are succeeding. Clever. They're all going to make money. There's not going to be a movie. There's going to be movies that make more than others, but they're all going to make a ton of money, especially opening weekend. A ton, because they know what... Here's one thing Disney knows how to do. Print money. They know how to print. I mean, and people don't... Like, I know people do understand, but they they think Disney, this and that. If you strip away all their movies... They have amusement parks that are making how much a day? A day. I'm pretty sure at this point, Disney doesn't need us. It's just all extra. <laughs> That's all it is. And But here's what I love. That means that they love pushing out product. They love pushing out good product. That means because they could just sit and rest on their laurels. No problem. I mean, you can never say anything bad about the people who made Mary Poppins. If they only did Mary Poppins and Chitty Chitty Bang Bang, game over. Those are two musical, and if they only did, uh, you know, those things, we're good. You know what I'm saying? But then they they push out. Didn't they do the Jungle Book too? Yeah, with Favreau's involvement. Yeah, come on, Lion King. They're doing it now. On, they're just dude. doing it again. They're just doing re- live action they're reboots. Killing. Now. They're but killing, but they know right how to sell a product. So they it's totally going to be do. no matter what people say, it could get the worst review. It's going to make a shit ton of money. Totally. I mean, Speaking either, of making a shit ton of money and uh-oh. Disney at the same time, you know what I heard? What's that? I think it's going to be, I don't even know if they have an actual, um, I guess you could call it opening. Let's say opening day. Yeah. In Florida, they're making a Star Wars themed hotel. I like, heard about that. The moment you walk in, you're mm-hmm. completely submerged. The, the help is probably all going to be scripted and, and costumed and you can go on adventures if you stay at this place and you don't even need to go into the park for any of this stuff. That's going to make so much money. And you know but, my nerdy ass will be there. But isn't it like five racks though? I don't know. I don't think they have any prices yet. Oh, it's going to be like at least two. It's going to be so expensive. I was telling Gail about that yesterday. She's like, well, I guess we're going to have to start saving now. So yeah, probably. Dude, that's going to be so expensive. But it's... Worth it because they're not going to half-butt it, G. I'll tell you that right now. They're going to go in there and be like, we're taking people's Skrilla. And if you don't pay the Skrilla in the hotel, 
we'll get your Skrilla in the in the other stuff. For sure. And if you don't think that we if you don't think we will, just remember you paid ten bucks for a churro Come at on, Disneyland. Dude. Come on, dog. <laughs> At a, a, on the on the churro level, we're ranking money out of you. We're just and mind just you, I'm one it. of the I'm one of the few people that don't like Disneyland. Don't like. When's it. the last time you went there, though? Took my son. When? When he was three, four, five. Five. It's changed a lot. But if you didn't like it then, then I don't know why you would like it now. Yeah, I don't. I don't. And like, it just wasn't my like. I don't like amusement parks in general anymore, except for one, and I only like that amusement park one day out of the year. That's it. Oh, right. What you is know, it? You, you don't, are you against like roller coasters or something? No, I want something like roller coasters. I get, I think my, you know, actually, I think my son messed me up because I was, he doesn't like roller coasters. I said, Ma, why don't you like roller coasters? And he said, um, why would I want to be scared on purpose? I'm like, dude, that's a very profound question. You just asked me. And I just sat there looking at the screen after what, after that, he just went back to his game and I was like, why would you want to be scared on purpose? I so I take it. it he'll never go to Hollywood Horror Nights or he, anything like that? He's not. Do, he said he'll go with his friends, but he's like, I know I won't die getting scared on a roller coaster. Not only are you scaring yourself, but it, <laughs> something true. could happen. <laughs> That's yeah, true. Something could also happen for real. So he's like, yeah, no, no. Here, let me tell you a quick story. This is such a side story. So one day, like Maj never wanted to get on a plane, right? Never. Mm-hmm. He's like, I'm not going on a plane for all these years. And so I'm like, Maj, I was like, you're going to have to get on a plane. He eventually did for the Edison trip, the huge Edison trip. But he said, I'm not doing it. So I said, look, the statistics are so low of you crashing that it probably won't happen. And he said, holy cow, it could go. He could. It could just crash, huh? I said, what were you scared about going on a plane on in the first place? He's like, oh, I just didn't want to go on, but I never thought of it crashing. He was just afraid of the he vessel. Was just afraid of getting in to the plane. I, Dad, like, I got a, I got a fear of uh, tubular winged vehicles. <laughs> <laughs> That's new. That's a new one, man. I was like, what? Plane phobia. <laughs> exactly. He's like, holy cow, it could crash. I was like, oh no. That's funny. <laughs> but um, no. But anyway, um, I think for me, the Star Wars uh, hotel, I would. The only reason I would go is because I think that's something I would like, but you just can't just, is it going to be enough where it's a self-contained thing where you don't have to go to Disneyland afterwards? You could just go to that hotel and it's a self-contained experience. I think to some degree, yeah. I don't really have a whole lot of information on it yet, but I know that it's, from what I understand, it's more like a resort. Oh, man. That and like I said, there's going to be these... these um you know, you're submerged into Star Wars when you go in there. There's adventures you can go on. I heard that there, and I don't know if this is true or not, but I did hear just recently, I think it was on the Ralph the Ralph Report with Ralph Garman. A uh, good podcast, by the way, if you like that. But you got to pay for that one. Anyway, um, he was saying that the windows, like when you look out your window, they're going to have scenes. So like you're looking out your window watching like space battles and shit like that. And, Damn, and this is happening. It's totally happening. I'm no, it's so happening. There. I'm there. I'm there with bells. No, I'm going. If I could exist in space for a while, please wear bells. Just wear bells, though. Please. Gee, I will. No problem. <laughs> if I could exist in space, why wouldn't I? When it looks like space outside, I'm going. Fuck, I don't know, man. If I could look out and see like the Death Star battle or something Come like on, that, dude. or 
you know, the planet of Crate. I don't know. I'm just going to get Dude. nerdy right now. But I was realizing now it would just be going whoosh, 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 over your head. Um, yeah. But if I could see anything, if I go out and see one of the Star Wars planets or one of the, you know, like most Eisley or something like that, that would just be the dopest thing ever. I don't even know if I'd go outside. I'd just be like, look, look, just looking through the window. <laughs> I'd be like a little kid. You know, little kids are like, what's that? What's that? That, that would be me. Here's what would kill if if they did a thing where instead of you know how you have an all night buffet, if they had an all night like starship thing where you could fly and it, it's a fully immersed 3D and you could just fly and explore planets and go around and if you have to get into a a fight you can at all hours of the night you can just wake up go into the thing and go. Gee, what is that gonna be? I know that when you when I say this you've got you're just gonna have like oh no but you watched a New Hope recently didn't you? Episode I four. Did. Uh, okay, so the cantina. Dun, 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 oh, that you know would be so about? fun! Yeah, if you just had that twenty four seven, you over. could just walk down there and have a cast. And but then again, you know, the only problem with that is that you're going to have a bunch of like drunk douchebags in there too, probably. Oh no, Disney doesn't play that. No, they will not. You'll have a person getting drunk and then escorted <laughs> you know off what? the premises. <laughs> I'm not going to go there this time around, but Disney does not play when it comes to drunks. Oh no! And I know that firsthand. <laughs> oh word! Yeah, that's a story. That is a story. I got kicked out of. I'm not going to tell the story right now because we got to get going. But I got kicked out of a Tenacious D concert at House of Blues in Disneyland on Disney Walk for being too drunk. That's what you get, bro. But I wasn't being like, well, you know, I guess that's biased. Exactly. Look at this dude. Um. Okay. Uh, Mission. I was just stumbly, and I'll leave it. No, but were you were you bumping into people? I probably. I think what it was. Okay, here's the short version. Yeah. We had tickets to go see Tenacious D. And it was in Anaheim. We're in Fresno, which is about four hours away. And it was going to be at like 730 at night was when it started. I got off a little bit early. Gail had already packed up. I said, I'm going to pick you up. We're going to haul ass to Anaheim and we're going to make it on time, which we did. So we get there a little bit of extra time to kill. At that point, I was going through a little bit of gin and tonic phase, which was the devil to me. And that's why I don't drink gin and tonic anymore. But um, I didn't have anything to eat. So I was like, you know, let's just have a few drinks real quick. So gluk, gluk, gluk. And then, of course, at that point, you know, I, I wasn't feeling any pain anymore. Went to the show, watched the opening act. Tenacious D started. And that's where it all kind of got gray <laughs> and blurry. But I guess I kept drinking and I was just like stumbly. The guy was like two fisting drinks and like spilling it all over the place. All I really remember and I barely remember was getting like some guys going, you got to go. Took me outside. And then they told Gail, who was in the front row, enjoying the hell out of herself that you know hey uh does this belong to you and i'm like waving at her through the window <laughs> i don't think i was really waving wow the but oh yeah so she ended up leaving early and to this day i still haven't quite been forgiven for that wow that's the sh- that is the very very short version of it i've told the story many times but that's the shortest version i can tell ladies and gentlemen dan was a wild man no dan was just drunk Dan was just drunk and you don't do that anymore you're a good person not saying good people don't get drunk. Good people get drunk too. So Dan's I don't a- get publicly drunk like that anymore. I don't think so anyway. Unless I'm hanging out with my buddy Phil, and then it's almost like we're going to get arrested every time we hang out together. That's a terrible. That's <laughs> we, a terrible. We've somehow managed to not, but it's always it's always right around the corner. Got to be careful when I hang out. I'll, with I'll be ready Phil. for that call from the precinct. Good. You got me. You got bail. For sure. For sure. Thank not you, with sir. your homie though. Not with your buddy though. That's okay. He's he's rich. He can do oh. his own thing. Oh shoot! You're good. He's good. Well, then maybe I, you should stay. I'll just let him bail me out. Yeah, there, there we go. And like, this is all your fault. <laughs> so, <laughs> the next preview is uh, Mission Impossible. What do you think? 
You know what? I like that one, man. I think that it's it looks good. I haven't really watched every single Mission Impossible. I think what was it? The one that I really did not like. I think it was two. Wasn't two the terrible one? The one with uh, uh, Philip Seymour Hoffman. No, I think that was three. But you could be right. I would trust your opinion over mine. Oh no, I don't. I'm not know. a huge I Mission forgot. Impossible fan. But I was watching that, and I'm thinking to myself, man, is Tom Cruise like immortal? Like that dude doesn't age. He does. He's look pretty fantastic. much looking the same. He looks good for his age, you know. But it, and he's still doing his own stunts and everything. I think Henry Cavill looks pretty dope in that one. He looked Gee. like he was going to kick some ass. Did you see when he flexed out his fist to fight? Yeah, I and was like, cracks his oh, neck. I was like, oh shit, it's on. Yeah. But now that I one see. Good. Yeah, that's gonna. Here's what I understand. I get why they said no, 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 no. We're not shaving his mustache for your film. You're gonna have to do the other way around because we need this to work. And I think this Mission Impossible is going to be ridiculous. I think it's going to be It awesome. looks really solid. I love every single one. But th- I love how, um, like, I knew as soon as they said, your mission, if you choose, I almost flipped out of the seat. <laughs> when it said, your mission, if you choose to accept, I was like, oh, snap! <laughs> I couldn't wait! Because I love I didn't, oh. I didn't, like, follow it that much to where I, I didn't realize we were going to be talking about her. I think I would have taken a little more mental note. But, yeah, it shows him sitting at that area. And the, and oh, the, dude. The message is starting to self-explode. Yes. Self-destruct, rather. So effective. And then you see, like, there is a thing about doing your own stunts. When you see him hanging on a rope from really high up, I'm like, oh, that looks different than if it was CGI. That looks different. It looks like, I mean, he's doing crazy stuff. He's tempting. He's a, he's a theta seven man. He can't be touched. That dude. Uh, that's true. He's a, he's almost going clear. Um, I loved that. I love that. I'm gonna watch it. You already know. Now this next one, you're not gonna watch. You said probably not. And that Which is the wonderful Jurassic Park. You know, I think I'll probably watch it for the show. Really? Just for the podcast. I'm Dr- not a huge Jurassic Park guy, to be honest with you. The first one, you were. Sure, of course game changer but, but, but after that honestly yeah that's no I, I'm, I'm pretty much cool <laughs> but I think I'll watch it I just won't have a lot of you know f- like there's not gonna be a lot of fandom behind it because it just wasn't my thing okay. but I loved the first one I thought the first one was totally original and then after that eh. and the and the last one uh what was it the lost world what was it called no Jurassic World right yes with yeah see what I'm saying I don't know I thought okay Chris Pratt watched it I like a Bryce Dallas Howard, she was good. She was fine. But it's just a movie that's just... Yeah, for me, it wasn't a good movie, dog. And I wanted to like it. I like Chris Pratt. I wanted to like it. I really wanted to like it. But I think... I think... Here's the thing that he's doing that is really smart. Like, A, here's... Whoever his agent is needs the Agent of the Century Award. Because they took him from Parks and Rec and convinced somebody... That he was a superstar, superhero for Guardians of the Galaxy. Whoever his agent is, is a genius. Gave him a little creatine and some weights and said, go for it. And mind you, he got the part before he even did that. How the crap did he do that? Chris Pratt's great. He's he's really If you watched Parks and Rec, which I know you did. He could do no wrong on that show. It was a good, and um, I think what he's done that's so smart is he's with... Guardians, and he has Jurassic Park, two of these massive franchises. He doesn't have to do anything else if he doesn't want it. He's on two he, massive franchises. Yeah, he could pretty much just cruise out the rest of That's his career it. and be fine. Game over. So I, I'm really excited uh, 
to see that. But you know what's funny? That's the last one we're going to talk about. We're about to get into our review, man. Is there anything you want to let the listeners know before we go? Hey, guys, go to our website, www.heroesofnoise.com. Check it out. See what we got going on over there. If you want to write in, you can hit us up at, uh, I almost said ask the word podcast. At G- you could, you could reach us there, but that's for a different podcast. You yes. can hit us up at heroes of noise podcast at gmail.com. That's the short version. I'll give you the long version on the next part here. Give you a little something to wait for. All right. Let's talk about uh, something that's really important to Steve here in the next episode. I know you're fucking pumped for this, right? <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, we're going to, we're going to cap this one off right now. So. Without further ado, let's get to it, Steve. Onward and upward. Episode 16. Here we come. Bye.